Welcome to episode 178 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello. It is Monday night, January 10th, and tonight we're going to preview 2017. We're going to talk some comics, some movies, some television, some Nintendo Switch. We're going to be all over the board. Uh, Maybe if you're lucky... We'll even talk about our uh, motion to make Martin Luther King Jr. Day a real holiday. It's like the a Pinocchio holiday, of holidays yes. at this point. It's like the little wooden holiday. Just wants oh. to just wants to be a real holiday. I don't know, man. You get time and a half if you work it. You do. Well, but most people don't give a shit. I think a lot. Com- of most companies do. like don't give a shit. I think it should be. I said before we started recording. I feel like it should be observed. Just like any other holiday that we get a day off for if it falls during the week is it well is it it's always a monday it's, it's always a monday, monday. yes then we should get monday. that monday off a lot of schools people do. do schools Go- get it off. government i mean but what what are the extra things that we're complaining about that we don't like having with martin luther king day as it is now like there's nothing you don't go visit any family you don't which is a plus for some people, you don't do really anything. There you don't aren't put up any, decorations. You don't decorate. There's there no any, desserts. There aren't any desserts. There are no real traditions except for having time off. I mean, and what's wrong with that? I don't I don't. I, I think it should be, I think everyone should have time off. Like, I don't get time off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But I want it. Get a government job. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want it to be more widely accepted that oh, so you're this saying- is a holiday that everyone everyone acknowledges we're taking off this day. Well, there's different tiers of uh, holiday acknowledgement. Like, schools and governments acknowledge everything. Uh, I'm pretty Except sure- Halloween. Well, nobody acknowledges that necessarily as time Halloween off. Halloween is such a weird holiday because... It's it's highly celebrated, highly merchandised, but when it comes down to the actual day, there aren't you know people don't get off from right. Job Everyone school. works. There, yeah, there's no. It's like a mad scramble uh, at the end of the work day to get home and do whatever you have to do before trick or treaters or whatever. But um, but the second tier, Paul, is the corporate world, where they acknowledge. Some holidays, you know, you can have off for your 4th of July or your your Veterans Day, your Columbus mm, Day. Well, dipping into the third tier. Is corporate off on Arbor Day? Veterans Day? No, I don't think. Arbor, Day is one, it, Arbor Day is a fake holiday. That's up it's there with... Sweetest Colum- Day. Flag Day. Flag Day, Columbus Flag Day, Arbor Day. Day, Bosses Day. Bosses Day. Those are like... Those are like F-list holidays. Those are like the storm of holidays. How many holidays do you think Hallmark That's has like specifically eight. created? What's that, Hallmark? Um, I mean, yeah. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. But those are already on Big Sundays Day. when everyone was off that day anyway. But anyway, the third tier, though, Paul, where like, no holiday is even acknowledged unless you're Christmas and half of Thanksgiving anymore is... Right, yeah, Thanksgiving, it's is getting its privileges revoked. That's right. Uh, it's being treated like a second-class holiday, like it's, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's it's just being folded into the Christmas season. It's become pre-Christmas. Yeah, but the day itself. Anyway, so 
retail. Retail just doesn't give a shit about holidays. They don't celebrate. They don't acknowledge them. They don't care. They don't care. You know what we do care about here on the McSauce Comic Book Podcast, Paul? Housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Hey, we do. If you go to McSauce.com, you can find the comic strips, the comic reviews, and this podcast. So go to McSauce.com. You can also find us on Facebook and to track down the podcast, there are a number of different ways you can do so. If you go to Stitcher, you can find us there. You can also find us in the iTunes store. The classic episodes are found at mixauspodcast.libsyn.com. That's where you can find all of the episodes. Uh, most of the episodes pop up in the stream in iTunes and Stitcher, but from one all the way up to 178. That's be, tonight. Can be found in the classic feed. And I did want to give a shout out to a friend of ours that recently released a book. A friend we met a couple years ago, Scott Markley. He has a uh, book that's promoting his new sci-fi crime noir hero. It's called The Stellar Detective Tales. And it is a art book that is has been assembled by various artists having their uh, different takes on this uh, hard-boiled detective has a cybernetic eye and uh, some some sci-fi weaponry um, so if you go to Amazon you can buy the the book through Amazon um, again it's the stellar detective tales by uh, author Scott Markley I'll also be putting the link on our Facebook page as well as uh, my Twitter. I'll put the link to Scott's uh, to his uh, his site so you can uh, purchase and also uh, give him some feedback on that book. I did some art for it, so uh, if you if you enjoy the things that I do, check out Scott's uh, Stellar Detective Tales. Scott Markley, uh, enjoyable guy, good guy, um, had an excellent time. Sharing beers with him whenever we were at uh, where where do we Sci-Fi Valley Sci-Fi Valley Con, Con. Con. yeah a couple years ago and at the time he had um, a webcomic time for hugs yeah oh I remember but yeah uh, I think he has since folded that up and now is focusing on uh, this new venture so uh, yeah go to our page to check out some of the links that I'll be posting for Scott Markley's new art book. So tonight we're going to get into all the things we're excited about in 2017. Uh, 2016 is going to be looked at as a dark, dark year for a lot of a lot of people. But 2017, uh, oh, well, it's probably going to be just as dark. Let's the be, year of let's, optimism. Let's be That's honest. the year that we're going to be super, super enthusiastic and optimistic about TV and movies and, and comic books, right? And what are we super enthusiastic and excited about and positive about? Um, I'll tell you what I'm not positive about. Oh, that's a well, that's a go. that's a good segue. All right. He was about to be positive. He's like, but I'll tell you what I'm not so happy about. Go ahead. Paul. Well, I think we're all going to be in the, in the same camp uh, when I say the Archie series on the CW. It's called Riverdale, and uh, go go watch the trailers for Riverdale right now. I'll give everyone a minute. Now that we're back, um, 
it it looks like it looks like Twin Peaks this with is, a poorly red hair dyed lead character. This is hilarious because you told me it looked like Twin Peaks, so weird, blah 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 blah. And I just watched it and I think it looks like pretty little Archie. It looks like pretty yeah. little liars. Yeah. That's something that you love. I don't know why you're you're blown out and you don't like this. It looks like right up your fucking stupid ABC Family Alley. <laughs> well, ABC Family is now freeform. Free I know. Free form. Other people don't know that. Well, it's because Pretty Little Liars was hot chicks. Was yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Let's 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 be let's be honest. Pretty Little Liars was before hot chicks, and that's what that's what brought me in. But Pretty Little Liars was also based on the books Pretty Little Liars and it followed the source material. When have you read The ones that you Archie, adored? Right? The ones you, that you were always screaming and talking about sharply. Did you ever read the Pretty Little Liars fucking novels? But Did you read those, Paul? Jesus, no. But that's my point. Like, this is... Riverdale is based on Archie comics which have, since their inception... Besides, you know, the zombie spinoff, Archie has always been, like, wholesome, family-friendly comics. But now, this show is, Archie is a homicide suspect. Isn't that fun? Aren't we all and it's And it's not, and I'm, I'm not, I, I wasn't planning on watching it. I have no strong ties to Archie. But it's, it sets me back, like, it's such a departure from everything I've ever known about <laughs> Archie. And I got the first couple issues of the Mark Wade Fiona Staples run. When did that start? Early last year? Yeah. It wasn't my it wasn't my bag, but I checked it out. It was fine. Um but this show has nothing to do with Archie. And that was my point about Pretty Little Liars. At least the show followed the source material. This is a complete departure like watching that trailer i can't even imagine someone being called jughead in that universe paul how do you know that pretty little liars followed the source material you just said you didn't read it because i've followed enough fan sites that i know oh legitimate uh, pretty little liars fans are on board with both the books and you can tell from jerking off furiously that uh if i may accurate uh, I'm fucking balls deep in that show, asshole. I've so, watched that show since the fucking pilot. When I asked you if you read it, you couldn't have rolled your eyes back into your head any harder. You're like, oh, fuck no. But no, yet you no. go on the fan websites faithfully. I, I follow some some uh, Twitter <laughs> sites. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't. I don't material. need to read the books. I, I just need. I just need you know the Cliff's Notes version. Does it matter to you that this seems like a gigantic departure, or a reimagining or a reinterpreting of the source material? I don't care one way or another. I'm not an Archie fan. I think it's 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 so weird. It's so bizarre that this is the direction that go. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be because it's the CW and this is the kind of thing that you know. The CW and a network like ABC Family and Freeform, this is the kind of young adult thing that they do with products. But, you know, between shows like, you know, Twisted and The Lion Game, Pretty Little Liars, 
And this one, I mean, they all look similar. I'm sure Famous in Love is going to be the same kind of thing. But knowing Archie like we know Archie as comic book fans, this is a pretty big departure. But you guys, you guys are acting like this is, why am I so, like, why am I so surprised that, that, that they're doing this? But, like, Matt was just as surprised today <laughs> when I brought this up to him. But you're like, Ian, you're like, yeah, this is, this is par for the course. This is just, you know, the run of the mill here. Nothing new. Well, it doesn't look as weird as Twin Peaks. It doesn't look like... It's it's not like fucking Westworld. Well, yeah, but I was you know it looks like if but somebody I was told being me facetious to prove the point. It's such a departure from what Archie is that it may as well be Twin but Peaks. But it's but it's not a departure from what CW does. So it seems like yeah, this is what they would probably do. And yeah, sure, it surprises me that they went this dark with it, and it it's a murder mystery, but yes. it doesn't seem out of the ordinary for what this network would do with this property. But you also have bright, happy, you know, more family-friendly stuff like Jane the Virgin, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, No Tomorrow from the CW that are lighter in their tone. Right, so but so I, I it think could this... go it could go either way. So like, yeah, it is surprising to me that knowing that Archie is brighter and it's more lighthearted, that it's not one of those comedies that it is a murder mystery. They are capitalizing on like subverting expectations of Archie being known universally as this bright, happy, family friendly thing and flipping it on everybody to gather interest, I think. But they're not, because it's called Riverdale. People know that it's Archie. People know that it's Archie, but the bulk of the people that are going to watch this are not going to know, oh, that's this comic book. Right, it's right in the same alley as Smallville. There are people that took a long time to realize that that was Superman. That was a little bit of a different interpretation of Superman as well, seeing that didn't wear didn't wear the classic uniform ever in the show. So I mean, it's it's not surprising that the network that would do that with Superman would do this with Archie. Yeah, but the core of Superman in Smallville was still the core of the show. There was nothing surprising in Smallville about who Clark was who who the characters who Lana was well we don't I mean that's a giant step to take we don't know that Archie isn't similar in as a character or Jughead isn't similar as a character from a minute long clip we don't know that that's true we haven't watched an episode but I mean you watched it I mean do you think I don't know we're gonna get the same characterizations I don't know I got a uh I love that you're season. taking. I love that you're taking the hard stance tonight. Of we don't know, um, and well, we, don't we just know. watched a minute well, clip. We're not sure. We, just Matt, like, just like, just like somebody who a little bit, just like somebody who didn't read the novels, but then sits there and says, well, I, "I don't need to." I also don't know because I didn't because watch. Because I know TV enough show. about them, I don't need to read them. I've, I, I know I'm deep in that world. I know that stuff. I don't need to read those novels. Matt, would you like to interject? Do you have any thoughts? Nah, I'm good. All right. What else are we going to talk about coming up in 2017? Are there any movies that we're excited about that are coming down the line? Well, I think there's a lot more 
movies um, than any other form of entertainment this year that seems to have some buzz. Um, TV, like we just said, not a whole lot. Um, although I will say I probably will watch the first episode of Archie just to see what the hell is going on. Um, Matt, you are somebody that's read more Archie comic books than probably anybody I know, honestly. Like, you've read the old stuff. You read... I haven't read the, that much of the old stuff, just a little bit. It's more than... I never... I didn't read any of the old Archie books. I've only ever read I've only the new gone stuff. back and yeah. read them. Like, I never read them as a kid. I've... There, Comixology had a couple, like, holiday issues that were available, um as sale items like around Halloween and Christmas and maybe Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But uh, I got those like collected editions and read some of those. Uh, and then I read the Archie, Afterlife with Archie. I read a little bit of the Jughead. I read um, the current Archie, although I'm not current on it. Um, I read Sabrina. Um... Is that it? And you really enjoyed Afterlife with Archie. I did. Actually, I like the Archie title better than any of that stuff. I think that it's it's really a great way to modernize that character without losing the essence of the character. And I fear that this show looks like it's going to lose the essence of the character. Um, but Matt, it, you only watched a minute of it. How can you possibly like, get anything from the show from like just a what, minute long trailer? What I will say is that while it was fun and interesting to have, uh, you know, the cast of Archie turn into zombies and, you know, they're up against, you know, monsters, it, it wasn't Archie. You know, it was using those characters. It was a fun departure, but it wasn't really Archie. So, given that logic, I think we're f fairly safe to assume that this isn't really going to be Archie. Do we think that it will possibly be enjoyable? I think it's possible. Um, I usually hate these kinds of shows, so I'm hoping that, you know, the strength of the... Um, uh, the strength of the character and the cast and the setting and everything will be enough to carry it. Cause I saw a few things in the trailer that looked pretty cool, like little things that maybe you didn't catch, like the, just them drinking like a milk, <clears throat> a milkshake, like at the, at the burger joint, burger or joint or whatever. Um, <clears throat> seeing, um, you know, yeah, the, the bad hair dye, was pretty terrible. Um, you had a clearly brunette-haired... <laughs> a brunette? A brunette? Brunette. 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 It's totally brunette. <laughs> brunette. Nobody's ever said brunette. Brunette. <laughs> brunette. Uh, a brunette... No, let's go with brunette. Brunette. Haired actor with, like, bright red hair. Looks ridiculous. It's that uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Murdock effect where they... Oh, it's, it's really bad. It's, it's it, worse it, than that. It's worse than that. I'll tell you he what. He looks like Carrot Top. I'll tell you what. Um, the, uh, the cinematography of 
this show looks really good. Have you noticed that the first episode of like all these new shows always looks better than the rest? They probably got David Fincher to do the pilot. (laughs) Ash versus the Evil Dead, Paul. Sam Raimi does the first episode. He's done a he's done a bunch. Has he? Yeah. He hasn't done every one, but I think he's done um he's done all the premieres and finales. But he's done a handful of those episodes, and he's he's involved. That's not like something where he gets he signs off on the first one and yeah. dips. You can never judge a TV series by the pilot, for better or for worse. Some of those pilots come out, they're total dog shit, and then you get a really quality series. Sometimes you're totally blown away by the pilot, and the rest <clears> of it's just you know really weak sauce. So, um, I'm I'm interested though. I'm in Riverdale, baby. Let's see who fucking killed that kid. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Archie the murderer. <laughs> well, all redheads are murderers, right? So. Yeah, like I mean, I, I think it, it has. I think it, it'll probably do well. It has that. It has that CW ABC family. Oh my god! Um, I can't wait till. I can't so, wait till June, whenever this first season wraps up, and you're just balls deep into it, talking about <laughs> the high quality of the writing, and I, I'm super excited. McSauce fans, bookmark this episode. So that's your. I don't. Your I don't plan prediction. on watching. Yeah, it. you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch one episode, and then your OCD will kick in, and you watch all of them, and then you'll like them because this is the exact kind of show that you like, dude. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna save my DVR space for Famous in Love. I don't even know what that is. That speaks I, to the bubbles either. of TV that we live in. Bella Thorne vehicle. So yuck. Anyway, television. What was that one that you're going to watch? Famous in Love. Fa- so we have Riverdale and Famous in Love coming out in 2017 for TV. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. So Man. what's bigger than yeah, what's bigger oh, than No, that? like we have Iron Fist, right? Can we Oh, oh I don't want to do Iron yeah. Fist. Yeah. 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 That could I mean, be cool. I like the teaser for that. Yeah, it looked good. Netflix stuff always I think the Marvel Netflix stuff has always at least gotten a B grade. It's always been watchable and enjoyable. So I'm interested in Iron Fist. Um, your precious Freeform is going to have Cloak and Dagger. Oh, are they? They are going to have Cloak and Dagger. I don't know if any writers or any casting has been announced, but that's who's going to carry that. In 2017, it's going to happen. 2017. Well, so I mean, I guess it's a fall thing, but yeah, they got their work cut out for yeah. them. Um. So anyway, okay, so maybe there's a couple shows that are starting this year that look pretty good. But there's a lot more movies, it seems. Ian, what's the first movie we're going to be treated to this year? Uh, Well, gee, do we count the Lego Batman movie? No. Okay. Is want... that Well, when does that come out? That comes out <clears throat> in, I believe it's February. So Lego Batman's not going to be McSauce Field Trip. February 10th. But are either of you interested in seeing Lego Batman? I think I'll eventually see it, but I'm not really excited. I kind of bristle at the people that talk about, well, we're finally going to get a really great Batman movie. Go fuck yourself. Who says that? People say that. They're all excited about (laughs) the general public. All those people that... (laughs) The general public. All those people that jerked off to the fucking Lego movie, which was fun. It was fun, but it wasn't the greatest movie. It wasn't even the best movie of that year. So calm the fuck down. It wasn't even... Dude, it wasn't even good. It was a two-hour Lego commercial. It sucked. All right. It was okay. I don't think... A lot of the fun of it was, like, all the cameos, and you can't build... 
a great movie on cameos. Now, I did see a trailer for this Batman movie, and it it was funny. It had some funny stuff, but, you know, I don't know if I'll actually go to see it. I'm so fucking over Legos. I can't even... I like this. That's my 2017 wish, that the whole Lego brand just implodes. Oh, sorry. It's not going to. (laughs) I like that... Um, I like that DC is able to take the Mickey out of themselves, and you know they're able to like let Lego poke fun at what they do. Yeah, wait, what? Rewind. Take the take the Mickey out of themselves. It's like make fun of themselves. It's like you know when you like poke fun at somebody, take Uh the Mickey out of them. No, it's a real term. Go look it up. Okay, we will. So they take the Mickey out of themselves. I think I think they used it on Pretty Little Liars. (laughs) They don't. They don't use it on Pretty Little Liars, but yeah, it's it's nice that I, I like that DC's able to be like, yeah, do whatever with these characters, because I feel like there's a lot of companies that don't want their characters played with in this way. I feel like name some of those companies. Name names. There's one in particular that I can't think of that it's, it's always so serious about their shit, but I honestly I can't think of who it is. But I, I like that DC's able to just go out and be like, yeah, Will Arnett, go nuts. You know, we know Batman's kind of a silly character. Be silly with Batman. And they're able to... I would and they're to able say to that do Batman something. is not a silly character. <clears throat> He's pretty fucking serious. Silly in the sense of a grown man dresses up as a bat and goes and fights crime. Not silly like he's a fucking clown. <laughs> Yes, but I I like that DC's like yeah go nuts and you know DC did the, um, the robot chicken specials and like I love that DC's able to do all this different stuff. They can have like the serious comics. They can do the Justice League movie, Suicide Squad, do Robot Chicken, do the Lego Movie. You know, a bunch of different TV shows. They're able to just really just put all of these characters and all of this branding out there in different ways. So I'll I'll see Lego Batman eventually. Though I did not like how Green Lantern was treated in the Lego movie. No. Did not. So, so what's our next movie, Ian? Um, let's see here. We're or we're doing strictly comic books. Logan comes out March third. The third flick in the Wolverine trilogy. The Wolverilogy. <laughs> <laughs> So the first one stunk. The second one was pretty good. Did the second one was all one? right. I've watched it a million times over the holidays. Really? Was right. it an FX joint? Oh yeah, FX was pumping I... the Wolverine. I've seen the scene where um, they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima a thousand times because it was always on FX. I thought the second one was was good. It was all right. In comparison to the first Wolverine movie, is it, am I am I giving it a higher grade than I should because I'm not emotionally attached to that character or the mythology? Uh, I don't or know. Let's go. Do, or I, do look- I just not really give a shit and I was just entertained by that movie? I don't know, Matt. You're our local Wolverine expert. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> our Wolver expert. <laughs> uh. I, Ian's right. The second movie was a lot better than the first one, but 
the first one was really bad. It was a bad movie. Um, the second one was just okay. Uh, there were parts that were quite enjoyable, but overall, especially the ending with the Silver Samurai, the way that they handled him, that it was just a disaster. Um, I think generally the Wolverine movies have been pretty underwhelming. And uh, I'm not very excited for this new one. This looks like a half-cooked, half-assed, half-baked version of um, Old Man Logan and uh, with none of the cool stuff. The only thing it's got cool in it is Logan. Yeah, the more that I see the trailers for it and really think about what was cool about the promise of them doing Old Man Logan, you're right, Matt. It's it's all of the cool stuff pulled out of it. Yeah, it, because they never could without the help of Marvel Studios. They could never do right. any of that. That stuff. story is entirely too ambitious for what they want to do, and I admire that they want to do it. But I here, this is my 2017 prediction. This movie's not going to be very good. Time stamp it, Paul. Stamped. Will we go? McSauce field trip on this one. We didn't for the other one. I don't think we well, were. A I don't podcast think we were for the thing. first one. Yeah, but for the second one we were. Well, were this we? one's also the, the first Wolverine? one that's going to yeah. be rated R. Like they're pulling out all the stops for this one. I think it could be. I think this one could be good because it's basically the fugitive with Wolverine. Let's put it this way. Riverdale looks better than oh, Logan. I disagree. I think I think Logan looks cool. Well, maybe we can agree on the next movie that's coming out this year, Ian. Uh, the next comic book movie, uh, would it be Kong Skull Island? The, would we count that? No? No? Uh, Have there ever been neat. King Kong? It looks neat. Uh, John C. Riley pulls me right out of it. Couldn't agree more. How Hopefully about we would agree on the next one? <laughs> how about uh, 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 Power Rangers? Is that a uh, comic book movie? It might be, but does anyone seriously give a rat's ass about it? I'm a little amped about Power Rangers. What are you talking uh, about? Yeah. It does look a little good. It does. I, it does I'm, look. I'm going to be honest. It does kind of look. It does look good. a little good. Uh, this is probably the only chance I'm going to get at seeing live action Voltron. So I may as well just. It's, just fucking give up and throw my fucking hat in the Power Rangers ring. Uh, the next comic possible comic book movie, do we count Fast wait, and wait. Furious 8 as a comic book movie? Is that the one where they time travel to the 20s so that they have a, a, a Model T chase to rival Live by Night? Yes, Which you exactly. said was the best Model, Model T, T chase, of, car 2017. chase of 2017. And I stand by that. Timestamp that, fans. Live by Night, best Model T car chase of 2017. I love that Justin Case from the Case in Point podcast tweeted you back and and said that his dad had a Model A and its top speed was a like a brisk 35 miles an hour. <laughs> it really frames what they could uh, what they could do. What Ben Affleck was up against as he Can- like slowly crawled away from the coppers. Can we backtrack just for a second to the Power Rangers? Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. Um, Where? I mean, okay. So you guys remember when 
Power Rangers was very popular in the mid to late 90s. And To be fair, Power Rangers has never not been unpopular. The height of their popularity was the late, 2000, late 90s, early 2000s, but it's always had a space no. at Toys R Us. Like, no, it has. There has always been a Power Rangers TV there, show yeah, on but TV. The, the height was... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I don't know, man. Like there were late nineties. I feel when like when they the had hype. like um, they had like the f- it was like the fifth version Power Rangers in space. Like people were really into that. Yeah, but I feel like at that point it was like Turtles in time. Like the product was already stretching. To be fair, so maybe, I'm not a Power Rangers expert. So I'm not either. But still, the Our- Power Rangers product that you always see is. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Not like Dragon whatever or like Dinosaur whatever. All those different spinoffs. It's still Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Are you sure you're not an expert, Ian? You sounded like you knew what the hell you were talking about. I happen to work at Toys R Us for a very long time, so I have uh, a familiarity. It, at least yes, uh, Power Rangers has never really gone away. Yes. Within my consciousness, and I am certainly not a fan uh it came and went it was incredibly popular for maybe the span of what five years probably even less than that probably less and uh and it felt like it was huge it was on tv there were toys it was majorly a thing and then it seems like it just kind of faded away and it it, it's kind of a memory it looks like this new movie is playing on nostalgia uh, you know, for people that love the show, and obviously it's got a more modern kind of bent to it. But I used to hate that show. Like I would, I would accidentally flip through it on television and be like, "What? What in God's name is this? What do kids actually like?" And then I would, in my head, compare it to He Man. You know, like a real man's cartoon or show. Um, I have a question for you. Did you like Voltron? Uh, not the show, but I thought the toys were awesome. I was going to say, I think that you have a problem with robots. You don't like robots. You're... Wait, wait, wait. No, Power Rangers are more like ninjas, right? Right, but, like, the thing... the Like, they also have the Voltron aspect as well, where they're a... Like, half of the show is ninjas. So... The second half of the show is combining robots and zords, or whatever the fuck they're called, and... That's Uh, always the part of the show that I always thought of more, is their machines connecting. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. To get the time frame right, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers premiered in 1993. Right. And it ran in different forms until 99. And then just underwent a name change, or... I don't really understand from IMDb how it started in 93 and went all the way to 99 under this name because there's no way it fucking did. Yeah. It had to have been all those different variations through that time. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it changed its name um, because it's always been on TV, I think, since 1993 under, some, you know, Power Rangers, you know, in space, Power Rangers, uh, time traveling teams. Blah, 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 blah. Matt, to your point, I agree with you. I never really liked Power Rangers. 
I think it came on after that block on Fox where it was Spider-Man and X-Men and yeah. then Power Rangers was right after it. And I got snared into it, watching it. I, I never liked any of the live action Saturday morning stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a very like, I don't know. Uh, maybe it was almost a little bit like Pee Wee's Playhouse in terms of its weirdness, but yet even weirder somehow. And it just felt like like you have to be on cocaine to be able to keep up with this fucking show. <laughs> well, because puffs? it was so fake and like there was no special lighting. Like yeah, everyone felt- was just, here's a person in a suit doing fake karate yeah, right. with someone in a monster suit. Faux-rati? Is that what <laughs> fake karate is? Faux-rati. Faux-rati. So, so yeah, like it, and the whole the whole thing was just so weird. Yeah, and it was it was it was bizarre. And you know, my brother is nine years younger than me, and he loved it. He was all right. in. It was it's a it's a millennials bullshit cartoon show that doesn't appeal to a more sophisticated viewer like myself or well, Ian seems to like it or you, Paul. I didn't <clears throat> like it. I just was You're aware of our it. expert. I sure, sure. I'm our expert. But I didn't like Power Rangers and I don't like Power Rangers, but I have to admit I probably will watch this movie. Um I I would like to check out this movie. Yeah, so it maybe this will be trip. like Mixos two thirds field trip. You will be going. So okay, let's let's get down to brass tacks and get to some serious comic book movies. On uh May- let's get to Nintendo Switch so I can go pee. Matt, go. Actually, uh, I think that comes out in March. The Switch? Just a few short months. Sure. Matt, if you can give some of the viewers a rundown of what Nintendo Switch is. Well, that's like a new video game console that they have coming out. It's It's like a handheld console that you can take with you anywhere. But when you're at home, you dock it and connect it to your TV and then grab your controller and you can continue playing like the same game. I feel like it was advertised more as a reverse of how you just explained that. It's a home console yes. that you can take on the go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it looks cool. And and when they showed it uh, at the end of last year for the first time, they showed a number of like classic uh, games and characters that are going to be on it, like Zelda and Mario, and it looks like Nintendo finally like is taking video games kind of serious again, which is pretty neat. Uh, because I think for the last fifteen years, uh, when did the Wii come out? Um, I think two thousand one came out. The Wii, yeah. Did the Wii come out in two thousand and one? Yeah. No. 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 I feel like the Wii came out in... 05. Yes. 05 or 06. Right. 06, maybe? Maybe. But they Um, haven't done... But somewhere around there. Because GameCube came out in 2001. Right. Right. So, but ever since the GameCube, Nintendo has relied on kind of gimmicky things. And admittedly, the... the, uh, What's this thing called? The Switch is Mm kind of gimmicky. It's a totally new thing. But I feel like it totally 
fits into the lifestyle of people today. It seems like it has the processing graphics power of a, you know, to compete with your Xboxes Mm -hmm. and your PlayStation, whatever number you're at right Right. now. But it also has the gimmick factor. They've merged the two um, into a hybrid system that can compete. Yeah. And on top of that, it has, they're launching it. Well, we don't know this, but it looks like it's going to launch with, really like heavy hitting franchises that Nintendo has that they don't really put out a ton of games. So like, you know, you'll get a new Nintendo system and you'll get one Mario game for the whole system. It's like, if you guys would make two Mario games and two Zelda games and they haven't made a Metroid game in like over 10 years. Yeah. And I mean, they made uh, a new legend of Zelda game, but it was sort of out of the mold of it was sort of like a fighting game. Oh yeah, was the, that's right. Like Hyrule Heroes. Yeah, was yeah, the most that wasn't one. That's not a Zelda and game. it was yeah, but um, it, that's the thing that Nintendo has in its back pocket always is that Nintendo has the best exclusive lineup of characters out of all of the consoles, and they they. As you said, they don't really use them in the way that they probably should. It, that could be like a a, um, a console war turning event. Yeah, I think so too. And it looks like they're going to use it finally. Because if they don't, if this system fails, I think that you're looking at Nintendo probably not making consoles anymore. And they're just going to put their games on um, other companies' machines. Um I'm excited because I I think that this is going to be the best Nintendo console um, possibly ever, uh, but definitely since probably the um, Super Nintendo. What's your... Yeah, I was going to... My next question was, what's your favorite Nintendo console? Jeez, uh, I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed the N64. Yeah. I did. I think, you know, it did a few things wrong, like cartridges, because uh, it was too expensive, but they were worried about copy protection, like piracy. Right. Um, but And their deal with Sony kind of fell through. Well, d- <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, although Sony kind of got fucked over not once, but twice. Because Sony was supposed to work with Sega as well and develop a CD-based system, and then Sega fucked them over. You screw your enemies, they rise up to uh, take over, and... Ain't that the truth? It's true. But um, but anyway, the only reason I think we're talking about this one is because I think this is going to be a fairly big deal, uh, just in terms of like the entertainment world. I think that it's going to get a lot of you know buzz. I think people are going to... Uh, there's going to be shortages and lines and all that stuff like that new Nintendo, uh, little, what's that thing called? The little console that you can just hook up to your TV. It's got like 60 Uh, games built in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a NES classic, the classic, right? I got one of those for Christmas. I have yet to play. Oh, did you really? I did. I have yet to play it. I've been sick for since Christmas, so I haven't really broke it out and played it but i'm i mean i'm 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 excited to play it it's got all the classic stuff that i wanted to check out right i'm 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 honestly really excited to play um castlevania 2 simon's quest uh-huh. because i never beat that game and i always really liked it so i want to go back well, and 
I think that, that uh, that thing was based on 30 year old technology and there were still shortages. People wanted, like everyone wanted one. Right. So I, I feel like there's, people are just kind of into Nintendo right now. And I think that, uh, the switch is going to be kind of a big deal in a few months. I think if Nintendo was smart, it would have a barrage of character driven games like, you know, Castlevania, if they can get Capcom's Mega Man back, Mario, Link, all all the heavy hitters back into the fold. I think that would probably be their best measure to fight Xbox and and Sony. So Yeah, they've got that stable of recognizable characters and games. So <clears throat> I mean like get those what? fat ice hockey guys out there from the old school eight bit ice hockey yeah from ice hockey <laughs> yeah. you know you you got you got your perfect lineup of fucking, three fats and one skinny that's how you fucking do it oh really <laughs> i was all skinnies all skinnies that you get bodied up if they have one fat <laughs> yeah but you just you you skate circles around them yeah, i don't know no three fats one skinny three fats three fats that's dude <sighs> Some people, I know it's controversial. Some people go fat, fat, skinny, skinny, but I go three fats, one skinny. Uh, you know what? I'll take my five skinnies against your three fats, one skinny. Wait, that means I have five, you have four. But anyway, uh, Ian. And you and you think this is all theory, but on my Wii console, I have ice hockey downloaded, so we can put this oh. to the test. I will take your fucking skinnies and score all day on them. Okay, Russia, let's do it. Russia is the team to go. We'll have to put that on our YouTube channel. That's right. So, uh, Ian, uh, the, the next one that we have up is uh, May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy, Paul, goes from an August release because nobody was really sure what we were going to get into with that. Was it going to be a total flop? Because I think there was just as much a chance for that movie, the first one, to be a huge flop as there was for it to be a success. Yeah, yeah, you know, coming from... Someone on the outside, sure. Uh, but I, I, I got. I mean, whenever we saw the first trailers for that, I mean, I think we were pretty convinced that they had something special happening. Oh, I don't think so. I think that we thought this. We're probably looking at a seven, you know, a seven kind of rating. Would we give it a nine? It was really good. Yeah, we were pretty. Uh, well, this no, Guardian, Guardians was the one that we said we loved and then bashed it. <laughs> that was the first like classic McSauce review where it's nines out the gate and yeah. then we just rip it apart. Yeah, but uh, so the sequel is coming out in May, which is always Marvel's like um, that is designated for what they probably expect to be their biggest comic book movie of the year. It's the it's they own the first weekend in May every year for like 15 years straight ever since the um first Spider-Man movie that released. What else, what other Marvel movie has come out this year? Um well, you got Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, uh. the um and obviously, Logan, like we talked about. Ian, what was the other, besides Spider-Man, Homecoming, uh, what's the other Marvel movie coming out this year? Um, 
That's a great question. Let me look it up. Real Thank quick. you. I don't know why I don't know this. Why, why? You know, there aren't that many friggin' um, Marvel movies out there. I th- is that it? Spider-Man: Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thor: Ragnarok. Thor: Ragnarok. That's it. When does that come out? Um, you know what? I don't know because I just picked that off the top of my head. Now there I will hasn't find that been a, there hasn't been a trailer yet for Ragnarok either, which is a little bit. There hasn't been a teaser for that yet. Well, whatever. That's what I meant. There like, hasn't I mean, been anything. My point is nothing. We got the type treatment last year, and yeah. that's been it. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, DC is giving you trailers from movies that are nine years out. Yeah. Um, which it's, it'll be out November third. Which. Which, you know, it's funny because even though DC's trailers come out, you know, 14 years before the actual movie, at least they have the shit that's in the movie in the trailer, unlike Star Wars or Fantastic Four. What do you think's a worse offense? Because I think they're both movie sins, if you will. Not having what, you know, what's in the movie in the trailer or having everything in the trailer. Um... I think, well, I think the bigger sin is basically previewing a movie that doesn't exist. I think that's bullshit. Um, but so did you, you disliked how Rogue One was advertised more than Batman v Superman? But as a viewer, uh, you know, it's, it's no fun to have the movie spoiled, but... I think it's bullshit to show stuff that's not in the movie. I can forgive one or two lines. Right. But entire set pieces, we like talk- what happened in Rogue One, where you have Jin running on the beach with I- the Death Star plans, and that never happens. Like- and I would say 75% of the teaser trailer was not in the movie. That's I agree insane. With you. That's insane. There's There have been a lot of times in trailers where we'll see the trailers, then we'll go see the movie, and one of you guys will be like, oh, well. This little thing didn't happen in the movie, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't even pick up on that. That's really but weird. F- you have because I feel like you're the most detail oriented out of the three of us. But for Rogue One, like the whole thing, I was like, oh, this, 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 and this didn't happen, and like everything was so clear. Like it just seemed like such a departure from trailer to the movie. Um, Agreed. Because they took so much out. So when does Spider-Man: Homecoming come out? That comes out, I believe it is in... It's a July release, isn't it? Yes, it is in July. So um, we're, we're, we're actually... We're pretty we get for the, Guardians of the Galaxy. Before we get to Spider-Man, we're going to have to go to uh, a June release, and then we get to d- July. Okay, sorry. Um, Wonder Woman comes out June 2nd. Right, but even before we get there, Paul, yeah. I'm yeah, pretty we're excited, excited about for Guardians. Guardians. I, I think it looks like more of the same. Um, um, I hate everybody that loves Baby Groot. I wish that all die. Just want to get that out there. Yeah, I think it's a little annoying that they didn't let Groot grow up in between movies. Like, it was cute for an end credit sequence, yeah. but now that he's going to be, like, a main character and you have this baby, like, beating up people, I'm already annoyed with that. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. Lego Batman level. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. give... Um, I don't like that. But I'm going to give Guardians a pass because of how much fun I had with the last movie. James Gunn knows how to make movies. Seems like he. What knows, else did he make? He made um, a Super with uh, Dwight Schrute. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. So I mean, like I I've enjoyed the things that he's or made before. Rain Wilson. Was Rain Wilson in the movie? Yes. Um, I was blanking on his actual name, so I used. I don't remember what Super was. It was that's not the it's movie like a, where he's a drummer, is it? No, it's like a fake Super. He's like it's like Kick Ass, basically, but a little more, uh, a little like realistic, I guess. Like yeah. what the, would really happen? Can I spoil something out of that movie? Yeah, sure. So turn off your uh, speakers right now, folks, if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled. Actually, pause this. Go to Netflix. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Come back. Go ahead, Matt. Welcome back. The part when Ellen Page's head gets half blown off and he rolls her over and half her head is missing is That's like kind of disturbing. Is that yeah. in Super? Yes. Yeah. That's really intense. Like there, That last scene, the mansion scene where all that shit happens is really fucked up. So. And, and she so was pretty super, hot in that movie, a, by the way. Is Ian. Super a comedy? What's up? She was pretty hot in that movie, by the way. I like Ellen Page. Is Super a comedy? Yes, it's a, it's dark, a dark comedy. comedy. It's got the Rook in it. Who? Michael Rooker. Okay. Doesn't he, don't they call him the Rook? Um, Maybe. Maybe. So, yeah, Guardians... You know, I'm excited. The main cast is Groot. back. I don't like all the hype Baby Groot's getting. Like, I like the scene where, you know, Rocket, in the scene in the trailer, Rocket's trying to teach him what to do with the bomb. But, yeah, overall, like, I, I, don't, need, I don't need Baby Groot. I feel like, in a way, like, they saw the success of, you know, the Baby Groot pop vinyl figure, and they were like, yeah, let's just do this for an entire movie. Yeah. But, like, Big Groot is you know just as endearing and less kitschy yeah it it seems like kind of a one note kind of and who knows we only saw three minutes of trailer maybe maybe baby Groot doesn't kill anyone in Riverdale we could say that but knowing that not only do we have an entire movie before that to kind of base what we can expect from the characters but also a lot of us some of us in fact you have read a lot of the source material this time not like with pretty little yeah, lies which you Groot so, grows up uh, vehemently defended they put a stick in a pot and he grows up fast you never see yeah like, why can't they just say never, he grows like a weed you never see regular teenage Groot where he's like normal size like he's it'll biddle and then he's a giant fucking tree he's we, basically like Jesus do we want teen? Right. He's a baby. Teen he's with he's all those baby in a manger, hormones? and then he's thirty-three, making people's wishes right. come true. Yeah. So um, I am a horrible DC fan because Matt and I were talking earlier, and I thought Justice League didn't come out until next year. Yeah, but Paul, and I totally forgot about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman and D- and uh, Justice League come out this year. Wonder Woman's the first one. It comes out in June. Um, I think we're all pretty excited is that fair to say i think wonder woman based on all the trailers we've seen so far looks like the best comic book movie this year i i'd have to agree with that it's the one that i think i'm the most excited about and i'm a huge spider-man fan but i'm more excited for wonder woman than spider Man. well the reason why it's hard to get super excited about spider-man is because i feel like they've already kind of done their Spider-Man opus. They did Spider-Man 1 and 2, which I think are 
Near Perfection. They're my two favorite comic book movies. And I'm, as much as I like this new kid that's playing Spider-Man, sorry to skip over Wonder Woman like this, but as much as I like the new kid that's playing Spider-Man and they're tying him into the Marvel Universe, it, it's... It, I can already tell it's not going to be as good as um, Sam Raimi's more intimate tale. Um, that yeah. See, I'm more. I, I'm I'm probably most excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, really? Yeah, DC has me on. I, I feel like I am just. They've just beaten me up so fucking bad. <laughs> well, Ian, I'm like I I'm I'm more nervous. That I am excited about Wonder Woman and especially Justice League. I'm, I don't even, I don't even want to see Justice League. I'm I think so Justice fucking League has, nervous about Justice League. Justice League has the potential to really let everybody down. It has a lot of characters. It could be overblown. It's a really big scale, really big scale, really high stakes with a lot of characters. Wonder Woman, one hero looks like. Maybe not even a villain. It looks like it's just going to be a, her against the world of men. In a lot of uh, cases, I feel like she was people's favorite thing about Batman v Superman. She was the biggest highlight of that movie for a lot of fans. Yeah. So uh, with her getting her own movie, I mean, I, and on top of that, the pro- based on the promise of how cool she was in Batman v Superman, but... Given how good the trailer looks, too, like I got chills watching that trailer at a couple points. When they bring that uh, the Wonder Woman theme music up, I mean, it really does something to you. Yeah. Um, the another reason, I mean, this movie has, while it still does have the you know writing team that's similar to the other DC cinematic universe properties, it has a different director, uh, Patty Jenkins, who that could definitely swing some things and change how things are framed in this world. Whereas Justice League, it's Zack Snyder again. So if you didn't like Batman v Superman, you're, it's probably going to be more the same with maybe some more jokes peppered in. Um, but this has Wonder Woman really has a chance to do something a little bit different from what we've seen from Warner Brothers and DC. And then after that, we do have Spider-Man, which, which looks good, but, um, boy, third third version of Spider-Man in 10 years. That's a lot. Um, yeah, see. like, I, the, the Homecoming trailer is cool, but... It looks like it's kind of injecting a little bit of the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man. I like without... the youth. I like the more, the way more ultimate version of him. Mm-hmm. Like actually being in high school. It's got his Asian friend from the Miles Morales Yeah. Ultimate yeah. Spider Man. I, I like I like that stuff, but at the same time I'm like, Well, I'm gonna need to see this thing. You're gonna have to prove to me. And that's kind of, that's the same way I feel about Wonder Woman and Justice League at this point. And I I hate feeling that about Wonder Woman because it's a new character, it's a new vision we've never seen before. It's a new director. It's a brand new thing, but it's still part of DC letting me down. So with Wonder Woman, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Justice League, like I'm like I'm Dude, gonna be hard going into each one because these these products need to earn me back. Okay, so you didn't like Batman v Superman, although you did. But since you've 
liked it, you've started to really hate it. That's which um, is allowed. You can go back after multiple viewings and decide, you know what? Really, this isn't that good. Uh, but you really liked Man of Steel, so you're you're still one... to this day. I still love Man of Steel. Right, you're one for two. Like, I mean, why is it not possible that Batman v Superman was the misstep, and DCU is going to get it back on track with Wonder Woman? That's entirely possible, and which is why I just said I feel bad going in with such a negative outlook to this movie because it is. There are a lot of really good things going for it, but these are also my favorite comic book characters. The characters that I relate to on an emotional level, an aesthetic level, like these are my heroes. You can do whatever you want with Thor Ragnarok. I don't fucking care. It's Thor and the Hulk. Who cares? But the DC characters are my heroes. So when they're mishandled, I'm going to be way more critical of that than I am something I, I don't care about. Yeah, you, you generally have, um, you're pretty hesitant to heap on praise, um, and you're, you're pretty, you're very guarded about the things that you root for. I've watched the Los Angeles Kings win two Stanley Cup championships, and I watched you not really be too joyful about it. <laughs> so after watching the torment that you went through for years and years and years. And I, I would have thought, especially whenever they won against New Jersey the first time, yeah, I would have thought that you would have been ecstatic and you were kind of, you were kind of just like guarded about the win, almost like someone was going to come and take it from you. And that's how I feel your love of man of steel is like you, you really like it, but somebody's always going to take, away from how much you like that movie and you're allowed to like it. You're allowed to be excited about this stuff, man. Like I do. Wonder and, Woman and really looks fucking good, dude. It, like you say what you want about justice league. It could be not very it, good. It looks, it Wonder looks good. Woman looks. And I, I, guess I, I praise, I praise man of steel all the time. I always hype man of steel. I never back down from my hype or praise of man of steel. That is a really good Superman kickoff, but everything went fucking sideways after that but even even before we knew what was going to happen with batman v superman even before we knew it was going to be batman v superman you were really like defensive and guarded and almost like because negative I, about what warner brothers was going to do before they even put a title on the second uh dc movie because i've been fighting that fight because since it since Man of Steel was released, I'm fighting the fight of no, it is a good movie. There are redeemable qualities. It's fine that Jonathan Kent died the way he died. Jonathan Kent's okay saying maybe you need to let someone die. Like I'm, maybe it's got to be me. Yeah, I'm tired of fighting that fight. And then after Man of Steel comes out, then it's all right. You know, we're we're starting this whole thing, and then it's Man of Steel two, and then it's oh, we're not doing that. And then oh, this person left. And then this other stuff happened. Now we're doing Batman v Superman because no one trusts Superman to be able to get anything right. So now we got to put Batman in. And then does no one trust just him or does Zack Snyder thing. not trust him? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I think it does. But I did not. I like. There's a lot of things to like about Batman v Superman. Overall, I I'm not. I don't. I don't. I I don't. I, I was disappointed by that movie. So going into Wonder Woman. 
yeah, there's. It looks like there could be some really good things, and I hope. I hope that it's the fucking greatest. I hope the world burns itself down over how good this movie is. But I'm going in guarded, and Justice the world League might burn itself down. Justice League fifty fifty if it's gonna be the Wonder Woman. And Justice League still looks like it's gonna be garbage. The more I see that fucking that the the shot that was released this week of the five of them standing together, where Flash's costume looks like it's held together by a bunch of black lacing the whole way down, where Cyborg besides his standing there is in the picture. How dare he? (laughs) Cyborg besides his his human face looks like it's from Transformers Extinction. It's just uh, tiny little pieces. It's unrecognizable. I'm like, what are you guys fucking doing with these characters? These are iconic costumes. You don't need to fuck with them. Is Cyborg's costume really iconic? It's not iconic. <laughs> All right, Cyborg's costume isn't iconic, and this is going to be the first, the first time tons of people see it. But it doesn't need to be a hodgepodge of like tiny, unrecognizable pieces that just form the shape of a man. Why can't he look like he does in the comics? Why can't Transformers look like they do in the cartoons? Why do they need to be? Just a bunch of fucking unrecognizable bullshit when you get to the movie. It's fucking horseshit. So, yeah, I mean, Justice League, I am fucking thumbs down on this stuff. I haven't seen anything from the Justice League trailers, the the photos, you did, you didn't nothing like that, that except Gal Gadot the... that I like. She is the only redeemable quality, and Ben Affleck, he fills out a bat suit. Okay, that that was what I was gonna. You're like, I haven't seen fucking anything except for Wonder Woman was really fucking awesome. Yeah, she's and Batman, she's which is really cool. Yeah. Which arguably are like the main parts of the movie, right? right but everything else, I mean, Wonder where uh, like Flash and Cyborg, Jesus, just disasters. And Aquaman's kind of a version of Aquaman that maybe we've seen before, sorta. I feel like yes. Yeah, it, it was Peter David's run. Yeah, back yeah, in but the he's 90s. never been so. Uh, he's not. He's never Ethnic. been so barbarian. No, he's not. He's never been so barbarian before. Conan. He hasn't. Even in Peter David's run, he's still Aquaman. He's still like King of Atlantis. Like so far, we haven't gotten anything from this guy. Well, we don't know anything because we've only seen trailers and little screen caps. Doesn't look like him. Doesn't you know? Doesn't have he resembles hair, doesn't the have Peter the David pants. character? Kind of, sorta. He does. Ish. Not as he doesn't. He doesn't. Image, he isn't but... minus like one hand, which I think is more of an iconic thing. Maybe that doesn't happen. have blonde. Yeah, he, yeah. Even the Peter David but one, he had I, the green pants, the blonde, the blonde hair. Like, he looked like a side piece to that character's overall look. I think that that looks more like the Peter David character. You know, minus the blonde hair, it it's pretty close, man. It's a it's a little like they're taking their cues directly from that. Right? They are, and I'm not I'm not entirely against it. But I'm 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 not on board with Justice League. Like I've I've got as of right now I've got no faith well, in this product. I, I kind of um, vote of no confidence handed it to you 
Paul and I said that DC was one for two, but actually they're more like one for three because I forgot about the Suicide Squad. Um, And I think that uh, the the general consensus on that was that it was a bit of a misstep. Uh, it, It was... I actually preferred Batman v Superman to Suicide Squad uh, myself, but I liked both movies actually. Um, I enjoyed. I like. I liked a lot of Suicide Squad up until, up until shit got bonkers crazy at the end. Mm-hmm. There are larger chunks that were much better in Batman v Superman than in Suicide Squad. I mean, like the Wonder Woman stuff is great in Batman v Superman. All the Batman, all the Bat. I will, I will say it. All the Batman stuff I loved in Batman v Superman. Bruce Wayne business, Alfred stuff, all that shit. Great. Trim yep. that movie down. Yep. Just have those highlights. I'd go fucking see that again. Um, but it looks like that is going to be the last comic book movie on the slate. That's November seventeenth. Is Justice League? I'm excited for it. By the way, I'd just like to put that on the record. I think. I have enjoyed the DC offering so far. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that they're listening to fan feedback and they have to, because these movies aren't performing. I don't think as well as they want them to, or as well as their competitors, i.e. Marvel is, and they can, you know, they, if they listen to the fan criticisms, I think they can get them there. Um, I think that they need more voices, and I think they're taking the first step with having some different directors. Yeah, I know, agree. Jump in there. I agree. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought the trailer for Justice League looked pretty damn good. Um, I'm excited for it. And I don't care if the Flash's costume incorporates black. I don't care. Yeah, like I mean, okay. So then, does that mean I can't like the new Spider-Man movie because his costume's not quite right? Like, come on, Matt. These. These aren't mathematical equations. One does not equal the other. One is not greater than the other. They're the it's, same criticism. It's the same criticism, but it's coming from a different place. I don't fucking care what Spider-Man's costume looks like. Yeah, if they throw a hoodie on him, I'm going to be like, oh my god, what are they doing? Right, but what but, Matt's point is, is that Spider-Man's costume is inexact to the comic books, much like the Flash's. Those characters matter equally to the two of you. Yeah, right? well, That's clearly not because <laughs> I'm unhappy about the way Flash looks in Justice League, and Matt's fine with Spider-Man. So they're not. It's not apples to apples. It's not the yeah. It's the same the argument. Criticism is the same. Your, it's just the reactions different. Yeah, because I. But that's what we're talking about. Like, I'm not talking about yeah, the I criticism, and it's black, black for black. It's. I care more that they are not getting this costume right than Matt does about not getting the Spider-Man costume right. Right, I understand that. It's completely objective. It's ruining your experience months away, 11 months out. Yes, it is. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you're right. That is okay. It's not your fault. It's not Matt's fault. It's whoever designed that fucking hideous costume's fault. It's ruining my experience and wanting to see the Flash on t- on the movie screen. Even the fucking Grant Gustin Flash costume isn't as good as I want it to be. But it looks a lot more like the Flash than that nonsense the Asian kid's wearing. 
That's true. What about That's true. I don't I don't like the Flash costume, but it doesn't ruin it for me. That's yeah, and what that's about, okay. What about like Arrow? I mean, that's not what Green Arrow looks like. It looks an awful lot like the Mike Grell version. Oh, so that's your Green Arrow? That's the version that you always think of in the comics? I, w- I would prefer him to have the goatee and the mustache, but it's going to look silly, especially because Stephen Amell doesn't have blonde hair. <laughs> so, and we've just covered, dye it like hey, that Archie hey, kid. Riverdale style, son. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've been there before, but like he looks like he looks like Green Arrow. He doesn't wear he doesn't wear the hat, but he is a recognizable version of Green Arrow from the comics. And Cyborg, and I yes. could I could argue the same thing with Aquaman. That's a recognizable version from the comics. Yeah, and I'm not wholly against the way Aquaman looks. The original promo shot, like the Unite the Seven shot, like that's a great shot of what to do with Aquaman going forward. Like I'm not I'm not against it. It's not my Aquaman, but. I can get behind that. It is a version. And Cyborg looks like Cyborg. And, you know, the the Cyborg costume is probably the most nitpicky because I just, he looks like, in that latest shot, he looks like a Michael Bay Transformer. Yeah, it's I don't a know. a bunch of tiny bullshit pieces. Just give him the big chest piece. Give him a solid, like, a solid metal, like, armband. I don't, I don't know what happened when cybernetics and robots turned into looking like uh like special k bits covered with um metallic frosting cyborg like it looks like fucking garbage cyborg should look like robocop yeah i mean like what's wrong with that what's wrong with solid pieces of things so it's just it's taking its cues from something that I, i a style of cybernetic application I, I, I don't really like, like I mean it's it's cyborg but like uh, stop stop fucking with things just stop fucking with things so well that being the last comic book movie of 2017 I think that that might be the end of our our preview of 2017 does anybody have any uh, anything to add? Any other bits that you're excited about, or um, I'm excited. or mad or mad, Paul? I'm excited for um, episode eight, Star Wars, in December. That's true. I'm really looking forward to that uh, more than I was um, Rogue One. I've been excited to see what happens next ever since that movie ended, uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, I really wanted to be excited about some comic book stuff coming up this year, but there's no real like big comic book news that got me juiced up. Uh, Jeff Johns is writing some kind of Watchmen in the end of the DC Universe story. Not a big Watchmen guy, so don't really care. I guess Snyder and Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are doing a Justice League thing. At some point, I hated Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's like last couple arcs on their Batman run, so I'm not crazy about that. Um, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see any big Marvel news. 
comic There's wise. gonna be an event, I'm sure. I'm I'm, I'm sure there this is. Summer. So yeah, like I comic wise, like I just wasn't um it, I wasn't like really, really amped up about anything that I read. Just real briefly, it looks like the event that you're talking about, Matt, is called Secret Empire. Ah, there it is. The old Secret Empire. Yeah. We gotta, you know, gotta weave in uh secret into everything just like uh DC likes to do the crisis stuff. Yeah, I guess this is kind of uh, going to focus on Steve Rogers being a double agent for Hydra or something. Which I don't is know. just ridiculous. Yeah, I really couldn't give a shit less about it. I'm so over the, the event-driven storytelling that Marvel does. If they can just get back to telling a character-centric story uh, and make me care about these characters again without trying to frame it in some kind of giant world-altering event, then I'm going to be so much happier. I can't remember the last time I felt super attached to a Marvel character. And I know it's possible, Paul, because it used to happen all the time. It did. It doesn't happen so much these days. No, it really doesn't. And I don't know, maybe maybe that doesn't sell comic books anymore. But I miss it. And I'm hoping that at some point this year, the I think DC does it pretty well right now. Um, but I really hope that Marvel kind of can get back on track with some of that. Yeah, um, I, I would too. I bought uh, Nova number one, and it was good. Uh, so I'm going to keep getting that from Marvel, but I just really hope DC and, you know, the Rebirth line continues doing what they're doing, because even though it's a fucking strain on the wallet with these fucking bi-monthly books, they've all been really good, and I, I, there hasn't been, there haven't been many huge missteps with them, so I hope DC just, from the publishing side, just keeps doing what they're doing. It looks like one thing that Marvel's doing is uh, splitting up, trying to split up the X-Men teams into the gold and the blue team with Resurrection. I don't know how that's going to go since Marvel corporate hates the X-Men and mutants in general. So I don't think that that's going to get a lot of publicity, going to get a lot of backing, going to get a lot of um, promotion. So I I really think that they're trying to get rid of the X-Men brand altogether. This seems to be like a last ditch effort to maybe rope in some more fans. It's It blows my mind that the X-Men was almost its own entity onto Marvel back in the late 90s, early 2000s, to the point where now it's relegated to a side project. All, all the way from, honestly, the late 80s through the early 2000s, the X-Men was gigantic. Yeah. I mean, it was the first Marvel superhero movie. It predates Spider-Man by a year. Um and uh, it it's unbelievable. It, it's so obvious that Marvel has an agenda against it because they don't have the movie rights. It's crazy. It's crazy. The fact that they were the property that was able to pump some money back into Marvel and and you know keep that boat afloat. It really is. Um, there's there's no Wolverine. Right. He's an old man now or a woman. Take your pick. Old woman. Logan. There Loretta. is there. Hey, 
Ian, how's the uh, Fantastic Four comic book lately? Oh, that's canceled. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Who could know? Who could know? That's the thing that turns me off the most about Marvel Comics right now is the corporate invading the creative. Yeah. But I'm, and we've talked about that ad nauseum. So, I mean, that's that's the one thing from Marvel that's coming down the line, the res- resurrection with an X. Um, a relatively big comic book thing, I think, uh, is it looks like Invincible is going to wrap up this year, which is which is pretty interesting. I'm really behind on Invincible, but I really enjoyed that book while I was reading it. And one of these days I will go and read the entire thing. That's a um, book now that it's getting wrapped up that I would love to be able to go back and read from yes. issue number number one and read the entire thing. Because uh, I think I, I read the first maybe four or five, four or five trades, trades and I really liked it, but just got out of it. Um, all right. So just we're starting to run pretty long here in time, but I would like to wrap it up, Ian and With Paul. a song. With a song. <laughs> but I'm not going to. We're going to talk about uh, our, our biggest hopes for 2017. Um, Paul, why don't we start with you? You got something you're looking forward to, you want to see specifically? I really hope Justice League proves me wrong. Well, I hope so too. I really want, um, I really want my favorite characters to do well on the big screen, and I really want, I really want Wonder Woman to start putting things on the right path, and I want Justice League to just knock it out of the park and get a lot of things right that they didn't so far. So that's probably my biggest hope going into this year, because the comic side of things, they're they're killing it. DC Comics, they're killing it. Great job. Great job. TV, too. Even fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season. Like, I just got caught up. I don't know up. how you're still watching that, dude. Be- well, I struggled through three seasons, but this <laughs> season's really good. They brought in Ghost Rider, and I was like, the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, this is going to be dumb. But there's even a nod to the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, and it works out so well. Like it's well, I mean the way that Ghost Rider and good his, this season. the Spirit of Vengeance le- lends itself to being a legacy type yeah. kind of character. Yeah. So I'm not offended that there are different versions because that's sort of a historic characteristic of the Ghost Rider character. So that's okay. Yeah, yeah, but like my my point is that like they they make that nod. Yeah, like, I, I like they, that. they go I like the to make that. the nod that like. It's not just Robbie Reyes and nothing else that it is. It is the legacy, and I don't know if it's if it's the streamlined storytelling so far this season, or the fact that they're on at ten now and they can get a little grittier. But it's been really good. It's been really good. So I'd like Shield to stay the course, DC Comics to stay the course, and you know Justice League to really wow me, Ian. I hope that we get, you know, what we were looking for from Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. Both of those look really high quality. I want Marvel to continue to churn out movies that succeed at the box office, that us as fans really enjoy, that the critics like. So Marvel Studios, keep up the good work. I feel like uh, that's almost a guarantee. I think both uh, of Never those say never. Are- I didn't. I said that's almost a guarantee. Uh, never <laughs> guarantee anything. 
<laughs> Nothing's a guarantee in life, Matt. Uh, yeah, man. I think that both of those movies are going to review well. I think they're going to be good. I think we're going to like them. Everybody thought Alabama was going to win yesterday. Clemson won. No guarantees in life, Matt. Poor clock management, and they still won. It was poor clock management. You don't score with two minutes left. Give it to the Heisman Trophy winner to just run down the field on you. Score on an illegal pick play with one second left. Right. Shame on you, Alabama. I'm most looking forward to... my No, my biggest hope, because I'm not looking forward to it, because this is uh, pie in the sky. I hope Spider-Man becomes good again. The comic book. That it, is pie in the sky. It has <laughs> been... It has been uh, nine years since Brand New Day? Mm, yeah. Since they broke Spider-Man. <laughs> then they started telling some okay stories with Spider-Man during the Gauntlet uh, run. Um, is that a Dan Slott joint? N- it was right before he started. Then Dan Slott came on board with things like Spider-Island mm. and um, the Lizard storyline that was popular when the uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man came out. I was out by that time. Dan Slott needs to not write Spider-Man anymore. Um, one of the longest tenured Spider-Man writers also happens to be one of the worst Spider-Man writers. I think Marvel needs to get Spider-Man back to where he was before he was ruined by Joe Quesada. And his uh, personal vendetta against the direction that Spider-Man had been on for, what was it, 20 years before Quesada decided to completely turn everything upside down? He sent him back to the late 70s, I want to say. Yeah. And it's never recovered. You know, Spider-Man is a globe-trotting, high-tech superhero, completely yanked the humanity out of the character which was the most endearing quality of the character. Um, and it just hasn't recovered. You know, there's a couple good issues here and there because you can almost like convince yourself that it's not as bad as it is, but it is. It's like, it's inescapable. And, and Spider-Man being one of my favorite comic book characters of all time, if not my favorite, uh, it, it's painful to see, you know, month after month, just garbage out of this character. Like this is the longest run of crap for a particular character that I can ever remember. Do you have somebody in particular that you would replace Dan Slott with? That's a super good question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me think. Um, I, one of my favorite current writers, although I don't know how he would handle Spider-Man, is Jeff Lemire. That would be kind of dark and weird. Be some um, Steve Ditko-inspired Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, it would be. Um, I think we need somebody a little bit more uh, grounded, a little more down-to-earth, you know, get Spider-Man back to his roots. While he's wordy, he has written Spider-Man in the past. He wrote a, um, a series called... Uh, I think it was called Untold Tales of Spider-Man and it was written by Kurt Busiek who I think could be a potentially good writer on a on a Spider-Man reboot. You know, Marvel, you've rebooted everything. You reboot things three or four times a year. 
Reboot Spider-Man. Fix it. You've you've done enough damage. I'm a big Spider-Man fan as well. I would love to see Spider-Man come back and be the the hero that we all want. Ian, if that happened, it would be the 2017 highlight for comics. I'd be really excited if I could buy Spider-Man again and be be uh, able to enjoy his monthly book. Um, if I had to replace or or put a writer in there that I thought that could handle it, probably the 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 one person that's written Spider-Man during the span that has done a really good job is Zeb Wells. He wrote um, the Avenging Spider-Man, which was yeah. a team-up book yeah. back in the uh, you know maybe 2000 in. 12, 2013, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. I always enjoyed what he did there, and I think that he'd be perfect to come back and 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 take the reins away from Dan Slott. So that that would be my pick. Yeah, he got the characters right, but uh, the big picture stuff, I don't think that he was on point with. Like his stories were, I mean, yeah, it was a team up book, so some of the premises were a little weird. But like the very first one where he went and fought the Mole Man with the Incredible Hulk was just strange you know like that to me doesn't get to the essence of the character that well so but I'll take Zeb Wells over over Dan Slott here's to 2017 maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some refreshed spider blood I hope so Paul that's gonna do it for us tonight Uh, welcome to 2017 everyone let's have a great year and uh, comic book and comic book properties and uh, the wrapping up of Pretty Little Liars. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cassell. We'll see you next time.